Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes. Welcome in. It's Balloon Party 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan. Across from me, wearing a Ted Lasso t-shirt, Action Jackson. Believe. Every lady in the area wants to know more about Jackson's weekend. What naughty things he did. Jackson quench their thirst i had a great weekend i really did it was really really solid it was a beautiful weekend i played a lot of golf did you yeah how was your ball flight uh some parts concerned the short game's kind of gone to the wayside mm. I'm a little nervous about that uh ball striking has been a lot better still good off the tee uh so things to work on but feeling good and it was uh just a good weekend you know the weather was really nice father's day weekend can't be too upset about it. Uh, text in your thoughts on Jackson's golf game. Uh, what do you see going wrong with his ball striking in a short game? 65780. That's the Air Comfort Service text line. If you want to leave a mic drop about it, it's the Rhino Shield mic drop. Jackson just looked over at the text inbox and shook his head like Wainwright Molina at Shea Stadium, <laughs> yeah. Game 7. Yeah. It's, it's like going and back. Molina to... wanted fastball, Wainwright said, I think, I think we're going to freeze Carlos here. Right, yeah. That's what, that's what, the, that's what the look was that I... Just saw here, uh, right across from me, Action Jackson. Thank you to uh, Randy Carricker and Michelle Smallman and uh, BK and Ferrario for filling in on Friday yeah. when I was vacationing. Just one day off, just one day, but still right. vacationing. Yeah. And I appreciate when they fill in for us. Um, and we are back here for this week in a week in which the Cardinals have an important series against the Brewers. Uh, you know, hey, is it late June? Yes, but is it important? It is. It's a it's a two team race. Knew that going into the season, and now here you are, and you have the teams tied for first on June twentieth with a four game series. Jackson, I'm going to turn the tables on you and give you fun with arbitrary probabilities that will have no penalty whatsoever if you are wrong. Ooh. Over under on cardinal number of wins, two and a half in this four game series. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm going to put the man to the test. Uh, I'm going to say under. I think they're going to oh, win, too. I think they're wow, going to split. Wow, I think they're going to split. Oh, wow. The thing split. is, I actually think it's probably the more popular answer with this audience. Probably, but I just I think that's I think it's the right call. Hey, you got to do what you think is right, not what is popular. Right. Okay? Burns, that's just like our elected officials. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, with Burns pitching tonight, when the Cardinals coming from a road trip in Boston... I mean, I don't like those odds. So that's one game down. Now you got to win two or three of the re- next three for that got number a to go over. O'Neal health situation, right? And he's been. You got a bullpen situation that continues to be a situation. Yeah. Michaelis on the mound tonight with Burns, like you said. Right. So maybe the under is the play there, but uh, I don't know. I just I think tonight, if you're considering that the 
unlikely that uh, they win with Burns. Then you got to win three of three to get that number over. So I'm going to take the under. Okay, I like the thought process. Right. That Aaron Ashby can throw gems too. He's pitching uh, Tuesday night. Right. For the Brewers, so uh, the Cardinals playing four against Milwaukee, and I think here's here's kind of the core thing that I feel like we had a debate on TMA this morning um, on 105.7 HD2 FM, the Potted Plant, that the Plowhawk. And Doug were arguing, and the Plowhawk's like, well, they're just not good. And Doug's like, but they're in first place. But he's like, they're not good. And I feel like that is a debate, as weird as it sounds, mm-hmm. that usually if you're talking about a first place team, the understanding is, well, they're a good team. Right. But I think where some may be coming from is, yeah, they're 38 and 30 and tied for first, but when they play quality opponents, minus the three-game sweep against the Padres a few weeks ago, about a month ago now, uh, the Cardinals just aren't really successful. Uh-huh. Now, they're not getting blown off the field by these teams, mm-hmm. but they have had some problems when they go against winning teams. I think one of the other questions in this discussion has to be, how good are the Brewers? I think the Brewers had high expectations going into the year, but they're right there with the Cardinals record-wise, and they get to play the same group of goofballs that the Cardinals play in the yeah, National definitely. League Central. So, you know, I think that's that's part of the uh, the further discussion on it. And then what the Cardinals will do. Uh, you know, you have a team here with a clear bullpen problem, uh, and because of injuries in the starting rotation— you now have pulled Plante out, and he's been effective, so that's yeah. great, but mm-hmm. it, it takes away from the bullpen. And as uh, Derek Gould wrote this morning in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, the chase reliever is the issue. When the Cardinals have a lead, they're in a good spot with the three they have. But when they are behind, getting guys in there to keep the game close is problematic. Also, and I don't know what to make of this, I didn't expect this, because um, I was super excited when the Cardinals signed Albert Pujols, which I realized wasn't really a cutting-edge opinion, but my excitement was, oh, he's going to accept the role that he is going to face left-handers, and he'll pinch hit against left-handers, and he'll get the start against left-handed pitching at DH, and that'll be wonderful, except he's out there an awful lot against right-handers, and the numbers against right-handers are atrocious, and I'm I'm truly surprised by that. That, that, that was not what I expected, right. nor is it something that I... Um, really understanding what they're doing with that at this moment because uh, it's just not happening. And he also looks really overmatched. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. You know, I, I'm with you where it was like he'll start against the lefties, maybe get a couple spots in there when goalie takes day off. But he's been hitting a lot against righties, and he's not a very effective at all. It's a weird situation. Both with the DH well, and with Well, just the fact Albert. that he's even in there. I mean, that's, right, yeah, right. the DH is a, you know, I mean, the, the Dickerson thing isn't working. Right. Um, and then they got a problem, you know, with with which which direction to go if he's going to keep getting spots. I'm just really surprised that that is the case. Uh, Tim, the National League Central is the fight for who gets to get swept in the first round. That's from the 636. And that's the thing. Uh, when you look at the, the standings, you go, okay, the Brewers and Cardinals are tied for first, but then you look at some of the other teams at the top of the other divisions in the National League, and if you were to really be honest about it, would you like the Cardinals' chances at this moment against those? No. But who the Cardinals are in two months as far as the makeup of their roster versus who they are at this moment is most likely two different things. Yeah. Now, I would expect the New York Mets to be bat crap. Uh, at the deadline, and by that I mean hyper-aggressive. Yeah. That is the nature of the ownership, and uh, that is also the nature of, hey, they're having an incredible year, but guess what? They're not having as good of a year as the Yankees, and so you're in that market, 
and you're going to be competitive. So iron sharpens iron there yeah. in the Bronx and Queens, and so that will intensify it. Uh, but again, the thing that I kept hammering since going into last off season was this is the last opportunity for at the very least Pools and Molina, possibly Wainwright, put them in the best position to succeed. So this will be a test for the Cardinal organization as to what they do. It can't be Jay Happ and Justin Masterson and John Lester and you know whoever else is about to to retire. It it's got to be you really do need to improve the bullpen and find a solution at designated hitter. And I don't know what the injury situation is with O'Neill as far as his long-term situation now that he has hurt the hamstring. So with that all said, that is where things stand for the Cardinals as they head into this four-game series. I'm looking forward to it. We can also look forward to how the Tampa Bay Lightning respond after just getting shipped on Saturday yeah, geez. Uh, in Denver, 7 to nothing. Jackson? Is this a moment where you would execute what you are known for around here, and that is game theory? I mean, you are a game theory guy uh-huh. through and through. Is uh, is that something you're thinking about doing and possibly putting some money on the Ning to win this series, or is this a whole lot different than their series with the Rangers and Patty Maroon's run will come to an end? Is that what you're telling me? Well, the you get this, you're never going to get better value for the livelihood. Like if they if the Avalanche go up 3-0, obviously we'll get better value, but there's I mean, virtually no chance of the Lightning winning four in a row against them. So I would understand the bet, but the Avalanche are like unbelievable. They're 14 and 2 in the playoffs. Two games against the Blues. Yeah, and then the rest have just been coasting. Yep. So I mean, it's it's a risky bet, you know that going into it, but you're not going to get better value because if the Lightning go take next game the value then diminishes so you got to get it in now or don't do it it's uh what do you think the number is to win the series for the lightning for the lightning mm. i'm looking at it right now and i'm gonna have to put you on the clock now i just don't have the time for you to sit here and and go a beautiful mind on me i just don't have the time to watch you calculate formulas i don't have it i want to have it i wish i had it i do plus I don't. 600 no i'm sorry plus 450 okay all right Plus six hundred is plus four fifty. Doesn't feel like I felt like plus six hundred. Yeah, I, I do agree with you that if if you're going to do it, this is the moment because right. if it does go down three zero, yes, the odds will be like plus twelve hundred. But <laughs> you're going winning four in a row. If it were against like the twenty twenty two Canadiens, would be tough. Right. Much less doing it against the twenty twenty two Avalanche. And right. I don't care how good you are to do that against that team. I just feel like this is this this might be better to like bet with a friend and get like yeah. maybe he won't really understand the math element and give you a ten to one and he'll be all caught up in seven nothing on Saturday night and going oh there's no way yeah I'll give you a ten to one that might be better because I don't know four and a half to one is worth it considering the situation I mean they can only afford to lose one more game yeah. or else they're done right man I want to see it though yeah. yeah I really really want to see it and it also. I don't know how how people as Blues fans feel about it. Does it make you feel better that the Blues were legitimately in it? Now, for you, just get, for those of you not watching, uh, and that would be everyone, uh, Jackson just had a facial reaction like, well, you're damn right. It makes me feel better. Right. I mean, how could you not? When okay, I, well, here, let me spin it for you now. All right. Sweet, sweet prince of mine. Sure. Here's how I'm going to spin it. Now I'm going to make you feel worse. That's what I do. <laughs> my presence, I bring everybody down to my height level. Right. Here's what I'm going to do. If Jordan Bennington doesn't get run, the Blues win the series, and you saw how they breezed through the, the Oilers and how 
the avalanche at this moment are breezing through the lightning. Uh-huh. In other words, if that doesn't happen, are the Blues two wins away from the chalice? Uh, I mean, that's a definitely an interesting viewpoint of it, but I don't, you know. When somebody knows? says that's definitely an interesting viewpoint, that means it's not an interesting viewpoint. No, it's I think a it is. dismissal. No, I think it is. But I, I still don't think that they, like, it's a guarantee that if Bennington is in, that they win. I don't think that is necessarily, like, locked in, locked in there. But it sh- I think what it does, you know, whether however you feel about it is how you're going to feel, and nothing I'm going to say is going to change your mind or anybody else's sure. mind, but it shows how good the Blues were. Right. And on right. top of it, the Blues, you know, yes, they lost at the final seconds of Game 6 in St. Louis in a game that they were dominated, as I oftentimes do, compared to a boxing match and how you would score the fight, and they would have been way behind on the scorecard. Similar, Game 1, they would have been way behind, but maybe even more way behind on the scorecard from Game 1, if you can take yourself back to that a month ago against the Avalanche. But they took it to overtime, and they were five seconds away from taking Game 6 to overtime. And in there, you got a coin flip, as you saw in one of their wins, overtime with the comeback. I also think, as much as it might be infuriating, A, because of Kroenke, and B, because of like the knitting circle that goes on out in Denver with the people who cover the team, <laughs> uh, that you don't want to pay the compliment to the team, but taking Kroenke out of it and whatever odd moralism that was going on with that series just to get clicks, uh, as far as the coverage went, that is an incredible hockey team. Yeah. Now, we knew it going in. They sweep the Predators. They beat the Blues in six. They sweep the Oilers, and they're up 2-0 on a team that, listen, even though right now they don't look real good, it's an incredible team. I mean, they are the defending champs, and in the year that the Blues won it, the Lightning were expected to win the Cup until they got shipped in the first round by the, the Blue Jackets. Point being, this has been a force for a while, and right now they're looking to find themselves. I would expect, I know it's a square play, but I would expect the Lightning to win Game 3. I would expect the Lightning to win mm. Game 3. Do you feel like that's a square play, or do you feel like more people would be on that? Uh, I don't know. I don't have a good read on it. But It's you, minus 110 for both, for the record. You, you get, can get it straight up either way. Yeah. Just get, paying the juice. Juice, know the ledge. Tupac, Omar Epps. What's up, Tim? What's I up, mean, Omar? the Lightning back-to-back champs, you'd have to think after getting beat seven goose that they're going to come back and really fire at them. So I think that... Play for the value is good. All right, so you're on. You're on the Ning tonight. Yeah, I might trail you. I might trail you. All right, there it is. Fair I like enough. how the NHL plays every other night. It's nice. Jackson not happy with the NBA scheduling. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter anymore. It's all over. I know. It sucks even worse. Oh no. Got like four months till basketball. Now, when you back. say we, you're talking like other people are sharing this with you. Yes. Yes. The it's a very popular sport. Just doesn't seem to be <laughs> some of these parts. Uh. Tim, how much money do you think Stan Kroenke recuperated with the Rams going deep and winning the Super Bowl and now the Avalanche moving on to the Stanley Cup? Honestly, when it's all said and done, as, as, as much as the famous quote about slaying the dragon, uh, the dragon was not slayed. No. Uh, it might have been, if you're the person saying it, you got a couple hundred million dollars, but uh, the dragon was not slayed, and honestly... Uh, I don't think that I would quantify whatever Stan Kroenke winds up paying because he backed out on his deal for the indemnification. So I'm not even sure what he wound up paying of that, uh, that Stan Kroenke's losses as far as his uh, loss on leaving St. Louis, relatively speaking, will not impact his life in any way, as much as I would love for it to. So therefore, him winning the Cup and winning the Lombardi Trophy in the same year 
Um, I don't know financially if it's going to really change his life, but what it has changed nationally is his legacy. And I mean, it's, it's just St. Louis is just taking L's left and right on this thing. Yeah, holding I them. mean, it is. We're holding them. Oh, my goodness. Forget about it. Hey, uh, big doings here, though. Here's how here's how we turn our spirits up. Uh, turn that frown upside down. Is that yeah. what you say, Jackson? Yeah, that's right. Uh, first time I've ever said that. For real. Can you imagine me saying, hey, turn that frown upside down? I yeah. think my wife would just go, oh, my God. <laughs> What's that? Body <laughs> what snatcher situation. Uh, 101 ESPN has your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to this Tuesday night's Budweiser Bash for the Cardinals versus the Marlins on June 28th. It's the next Budweiser Bash game of the 2022 season and features a limited edition dual bobblehead giveaway featuring former Cardinals pitchers John Stuper, 82 World Series, and Dave LaPointe, 82 World Series. Get all the details for this Tuesday night's Budweiser Bash now at cardinals.com slash promotions. I have a picture of myself, Jackson, sitting on the lap of Dave LaPointe right after they won the World Series, sometime maybe in late 1982, early 1983, and then also with Andy Van Slyke. And now as I've gotten to know Andy, we've played golf together, it's a little awkward that there is a picture floating around where I'm sitting on his lap, and it's even more awkward that I still could sit on his lap. <laughs> right. Maybe we could recreate that picture. Uh, Jackson, Jackson's questions. This is kind of outside the box, but I like the question you sent over. Speaking of St. Louis taking L's, and this one having nothing to do with Kroenke, mm-hmm. we've got this for you next. Do you view this as St. Louis taking an L? I'll present this for you next. You can debate it. Uh, along with me and Jackson, it's coming up next here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party on ESPN. Jackson, what would you like to call it today? Oh, I'm feeling hot love in Little Harvard. Hot love in Little Harvard. Yeah. There it is. Welcome to hot love in Little Harvard. Text in 65780. Air Comfort Service text line. You missed the show. Dobbs Tire and Auto Center's podcast. Now, I'd listen, you're probably thinking, you know, after we talked about the Cardinals in the first segment, the direction I'm going to go is U.S. Open. And I was into the U.S. Open. Not surprising. If you regularly listen to this, you know I'm a golf nerd. But I also know, you know, relatively speaking, sometimes, I mean, what am I going to say? It was a great match with Fitzpatrick and Zalatoris and Scotty Scheffler and what he's doing. But how many people are going, yes, I really want your thoughts on it. So, I, so, so we're, Jackson, what we're doing is we are broadcasting. Mm. We are not narrow casting and i feel like some people when they start talking about like the celtics and warriors are narrow casting even though i recognize there are a large number of people in the world who care about it we have to talk to the people listening to this show Mm. so i listen i understand the philosophy and i know what i'm passionate about and what you're passionate about but this is something i think we can all be passionate about and that's the state of the city of St. Louis. And you say, what do you mean by the state of a city? And I'm not talking about the state of Missouri. I'm talking about the state of the city of St. Louis, specifically the region, not necessarily the city limits. And this is something that I thought was eye-opening. And I enjoyed the fact Mm -hmm. that you presented this as one of your questions. And I'm telling you, Jackson is a machine when it comes to coming up with these things. And you sent this over. You really, I just, I, I, I truly am... So grateful for it and impressed by it. And this is what you sent over yesterday. With the announcement that Kansas City will be getting a World Cup game in 2026, 
How do you feel about it? Is any part of you envious of Kansas City that they will be getting a major sporting event like the World Cup, or are you happy that the state of Missouri will be represented? Is this an indicator that Kansas City is quickly rising to the notoriety and prominence of St. Louis? That sentence was tough to write, Jackson notes. Or do you think it's because Kansas City has long been a soccer hub and this is the payoff for years of groundwork while our MLS team won't even start until next spring? Love the question. I think it's a more thought-provoking question than me breaking down Matthew Fitzpatrick's sand shot from the fairway bunker after a questionable three-wood choice on the 18th hole yesterday. Uh, So with that said... Uh, your thoughts on the topic and the questions that Jackson posed, 65780, because to me this is a much bigger issue. Um, and it is eye-opening. Yeah. For me, it's eye-opening. Uh, I don't, I don't. and those of you who went to the University of Missouri perhaps in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, I don't know what it was like for you. You mm-hmm. just left there a few years ago. But oh, the Kansas yeah. City St. was the Kansas City-St. Louis thing going on then? I legitimately did not have a friend from Kansas City. And college. that's because you won't talk to people from Kansas City. Right. Is that Chicago, what it's about? It was either Chicago, maybe Memphis, or St. Louis. Okay. Yeah, I know Chicago now has a much larger presence yeah. in Columbia than it did yep. uh, when I was there in the late 90s. And so... With respect to it, at the time, and I don't know what this was about, I didn't even know it existed when I went there, didn't really think anything of Kansas City, not bad or good, just didn't think about it. Mm -hmm. It's like if somebody said, man, Springfield, Missouri's down on St. Louis, I'd go, oh, okay, you know, I don't know what to say, sorry. (laughs) I don't don't care, and I didn't really think much of Springfield, Missouri, not good or bad, I just don't think about it, just like I didn't think about Kansas City, good or bad, didn't have anything against it. but there was a thing, and a lot of you will know what I'm talking about, and some of you might be oblivious to it, where people from Kansas, it was a big topic to pull on Kansas City Sports Talk Radio, attacking St. Louis. Mm. And like the interleague series between the Cardinals and Royals was a much bigger deal over there than it was mm. here. I don't know what it was about. My theory on it is, is St. Louis uh, got an NFL team back and then in a, within four years won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And that after the Chiefs were so close with the Montana and Marcus Allen teams in the 90s, they're just going, oh, my God, you know. Right. And then the one championship that they had, at least if you were, you know, of a certain age, uh, was uh, certainly questionable yeah. because of the way it went down with Don yeah. Dinkinger. So that probably drove them up the wall. Uh, but it wouldn't have been St. Louis. Anybody who had that happen would have been, could have been, they could have played the Dodgers if Jack Clark wouldn't hit that home run. And if that would have happened, I assure you, Dodgers fans would have talked about Don Dankinger. Point being, it used to be a real thing. Now, I don't necessarily sense that St. Louisans are envious of Kansas City the way that I felt it was back in the day. But now, since then... The Chiefs have won a Super Bowl and still have Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Royals have not only won a pennant, they have won a World Series. And I think, I think most people throughout the state of Missouri, uh, whether they be in Kansas City, St. Louis, east side of the state, west side of the state, I think, if we're being honest, if you were looking at trajectories of the two regions, would say Kansas City is on a better trajectory than St. Louis. Yes. And I don't think that that was necessarily the case when I was at the University of Missouri in the late 1990s. So now the game has changed, and the game furthermore has changed in the sense that Kansas City is getting a World Cup game. Um, but I do not I do not feel this bond with Kansas City because mm-hmm. we're both in the state of Missouri. Mm-hmm. It's just not the way I thought. And I think it was because the behavior was really, really weird. Um, 
I mean, whoever the Cardinals would be playing in the playoffs, like I was there when the Cardinals played the Braves in the NLCS. And all of a sudden, everybody from Kansas City was cheering for the Braves. And was like, wow, this is just like sad. Right. You know, it's so petty. Uh-huh. So from that standpoint, I don't go, oh, good, we're both from Missouri, you know, go uh-huh. show me state. That's uh-huh. not how I look at it. Uh, but I'm not mad that Kansas City got it. What I'm saying is, how did we? How are we falling behind cities that we used to be or regions we used to be way ahead of? Right. And that, to me, allows us to hold up the mirror and ask that question because these don't come around all the time. Yeah. The last time the World Cup was in the United States was 1994. Yeah. Um, and so I know that uh, Soldier Field. Some people who I know went to games at Soldier Field. Uh, or a game at Soldier Field, you may be able to go to the World Cup, but it will not be in St. Louis. And you ask the question, and you talk about Kansas City's history with soccer, I would say, and you might be more talking about their MLS and the way that yeah, franchise. Okay. Right, they've had the MLS for Because I think most people would, uh, as far as the history with the game, not the MLS, right. which is what you were saying, it would be St. Louis. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, rhetorically speaking, because there's really no way for people to communicate unless they text in. And Jackson, this is, you know, just in general, who do you feel good about going, okay, this thing's good. This thing's going to be led in the right direction as far as somebody in a position of power at this particular moment. And that has an impact and it doesn't just matter at this moment. It matters because Kansas city didn't just put this together in a PowerPoint presentation last week. Mm-hmm. There's groundwork being laid years in advance and now they get the payoff. Yeah. And so what I am trying to drive home by discussing this topic is we are missing opportunity. Yeah. And those kinds of things personally bother me. The film A Bronx Tale. Yes. You own a website called goodorbad.com even though somebody could go buy that domain right now. Uh, you right do from own, under me. <laughs> you do own at least the the business model yeah, ip the ip is mine the monetization strategy is still in development yeah it's a q3 q4 thing right uh but uh bronx tale robert de niro chaz palmentary good or bad good i thought so right what did robert de niro's character say to his young boy Claude what did he say the worst thing in the world, something along these lines. There's nothing worse in the world than wasted talent. Ah, okay. So, you remember that? I vaguely, I'm paraphrasing yeah, yeah, yeah. what he would say. And I feel like, along those lines, wasting opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like St. Louis has been wasting opportunity or shooting itself in the foot, which yeah. is somewhat similar. There's an overlap on the Venn diagram of the two uh, over the last few decades. Mm-hmm. And so, hey good for Kansas City. I still don't have a passionate feeling about Kansas City one way or the other. Um, But that could have been St. Louis. No doubt. That's what I'm saying. No doubt. And it's similar to when, you know, I had Gene McNary and Vince Shamel on my podcast, and Gene McNary tells the story of how the Cardinals, the football Cardinals, wanted to stay in St. Louis. And then the San Antonio Spurs wanted to come to St. Louis. We were going to four sports city mm. and there was a building that was approved and then the the powers that be on civic progress in st louis city uh, told vince shamel the mayor at the time that if he gets on board with this that uh that he will have no more political aspirations because they will make sure that he doesn't uh, ever win another office if they take the team out of the city 
limits. Now, of course, it'd still be a St. Louis franchise, but they wouldn't be in the city of St. Louis downtown. Uh, Shamel, for the record, says that that story is not accurate, but that's what McNary said on my podcast. You go, okay, well, that, you, can, you can talk about the Rams, you can talk about Kroenke, and you can talk about the expansion debacle, but there was a football team here before then. And so when you look at these things in decades of falling behind cities that used to be below St. Louis, take your pick of whichever one, Nashville, Indianapolis, Kansas City, uh, that you go, well, what's next? And then at the moment, if you look either in the present or in the near future, who do you feel as you look around that is in position or looking for a position to put St. Louis and the region in position to be get, bringing things to town like the World Cup? And that, to me, is the bigger picture question. So happy for Kansas City from the standpoint that, okay, St. Louis area soccer fans will only have a four-hour drive if they want to go see a World Cup game. Yeah. But what I'm telling you is it could have been a 15- or 20-minute drive, yep. and it's a shame. What year was the uh, Shamel? What, what, what time what, like time frame would that be? That would have been in the mid-'80s. Oh, that'd be sick. Could have had the Spurs in the 90s and 2000s. Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah. yeah you're more uh, upset about that. But, I, yeah, I mean, when he, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. And I circled That's back. Crazy. I mean, the interview's still up. It's not like it's something that took place in a— smoky lounge over scotch (laughs) (laughs) and when he was saying it i wasn't aware of it i I brought him in actually to talk about he had a gene mcnary was a county executive uh in the 1980s for the record i just glossed over that uh it's an important distinction vince shamel was the mayor of the city right 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 and they were working with bill bidwell who owned the cardinals uh to try to keep the cardinals in st louis and uh, McNary was going to build a building that was going to be, I think, in the vicinity of where Hollywood Casino Amphitheater, sure, heretofore known as Riverport, uh, <laughs> is in that area, maybe where Rams Park is. Uh-huh. And uh, it would have taken it out of the city of St. Louis, but it still would have been in St. Louis County. And uh, it didn't. Uh, it didn't pass with civic progress and some of the old money who was in charge of things inside the city limits, and they were not happy about that. And he tells a story about meeting with uh, uh, people at the MAC and telling them, yeah, that's not happening. And there goes a football team and a potential NBA team. So, listen, if you get beat, Jackson, you tip your cap. At least I can tip my cap. You get beat. But yeah. if you beat yourself, that's when I have a tough time sleeping. Your thoughts, 65780, Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Well, I don't know if you heard it or not, but there was a noticeable pause. No, it was dramatic. We were looking for the direct object. It was a dramatic pause. People, people are like, "Oh, who Can are we they?" Call playing? that audio up, Ryder. Yeah, I know Ryder's <laughs> gonna have to be the one to do it. You're gonna, you're no, it's gone, it's gone into the ether. <laughs> yeah, let me take a look. I mean, I think it's probably not gonna be there, but mm-mm, I'll try. That was just a dramatic Boy, pause. It wasn't as long as the pause. Maybe we can measure the pause between oh, who was, the Rams were oh. playing in the NFC Championship game. You could have driven a truck through that pause. Yeah, and then you could hear me scream, 49ers. <laughs> And oh, uh, and the pause there as to who the Colorado Avalanche were playing this evening right here on 101 ESPN. I caught it, and you know what I was thinking, and I have to be honest with you. I was hoping that you wouldn't think of it. I know. And this time around, I was going to resist the urge 
the involuntary urge that so many of us share to help our fellow humans out. And I was just going to sit here and stare at you like Phil Ivey. See, I actually had to sneeze, but I fought through it. Oh, and that it's was a sneeze the excuse. Yeah. It's the old sneeze excuse. A lot of dust over here. Right. So... And it was crazy that I powered through it and still got it off without sneezing, too. So you can send your compliments in. 65780. And Jackson, what do we have going on here for the people today? Giving away some tickets. Bud Bash tickets. Text of the day. So send in some good text. Pick one, and uh, you get four tickets to the Cardinal. How do you do? Yeah, 101 ESPN, your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to this Tuesday night's Bud Bash for the Cardinals and Marlins. Now, this is on June 28th. It's the next Budweiser Bash game of the 2022 season and features a limited edition dual bobblehead giveaway featuring former Cardinals pitchers John Stuper and Dave LaPointe. Get all the details for this Tuesday night's Budweiser Bash now at cardinals.com slash promotions. We were just talking about Kansas City getting a World Cup uh, game and St. Louis, of course, not. Now, one of the one of the texts I saw, I'm scrolling back to it, uh, where the hell... Do you plan on playing a World Cup game in St. Louis? Not fair to compare Kansas City to St. Louis in that case. That's from the 304. If you are isolating it to present day, I would agree 100%. Right. 100%. But the focal point of my conversation was planning and building and moving the region in a direction for growth. And so this is not something that just happens in 2022. This is something that you put yourself in a position to do by making the right moves over the course of decades. And sure, I would imagine every region goes, oh, my God, what about that? What about this mess that we had? What about this situation that was outside of our control that impacted the perception of our area? All of those things. But I'm not saying, well, they should have played it, you know, take your pick. You know, the stadium is going to be open this time next year. They should play it, you know, there. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about if the region had foresight, if the region had proper leadership, if the region lacked some of the self-interest of business people, particularly in the 1980s, um, I think St. Louis would be in a better position than it is right now. So this isn't talking about in the moment. I can't believe the World Cup didn't select you know a game at Forest Park. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, I'm talking about if St. Louis would have been taking care of business over the last couple of decades, St. Louis could have had a World Cup game because St. Louis would have had a venue to host a World Cup game. That is what I am saying. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, so happy that boy from Tim and boy got to learn about historical St. Louis political stupidity. Go Cardinals. That's from the three. Yeah. I like in school. I like to learn a few things. Well, you're more upset about the Spurs than anything. Yeah. yeah. To have the Spurs and the <laughs> late night, you get the Admiral, then you get Duncan and the rest of the guys you win a couple titles with Greg Popovich. Well, that wouldn't be good for the city. Uh, this to me is going to win. This is this to me is I think anyway. I know you're the judge and jury. This to me should win the tickets to the Bud Bash. Uh, ran into some airhead down at the Ozarks this weekend that looked like Jackie Boy. I went in for a slide tackle on this kid and he went down bleeding. Apparently, people attack him all the time for looking like Lil Tyke. That's from the three one four Jackson. How do you feel about that? Uh, you just go around assaulting people. 
<laughs> and then when you woke up and see it's not me, like, what do you say? Sorry, I thought you were this guy on the radio in St. Louis. Is that what you tell the police? Uh, text of the day, funny, Tim, you're the best, that's all. It's from 314. Yeah, well, the in consideration. Guys, how did we fall behind? Well, our board of aldermen are indicted by the FBI and have to, quote-unquote, locate the money from the lawsuit they settled. Now, to be clear, the first part is true, and that is something, you know, well, we're just going to concede that putt. But the second part, they know where the money is. They just don't know what to do with it. And Dave Spence, who you may recall, ran for governor a few years ago, is like, I don't know why it's in this low interest fund. We need to move it. We're just leaving two to fifteen million dollars on the table, and so they have moved it. He goes, I don't. Who he goes? Who's fighting that? Who is against making more money on the money that's just sitting there? So that has been tended to. It is something else. I mean, just in general, though. I mean, just in general, you would have to find somebody incredibly selfless to go. Oh my God! I know I can do it. I know I'm now stepping into the arena mm-hmm. of apathy, incompetence, historical issues, and I have the competence to run a business, but I am going to do this for the betterment of my community, all while knowing I'm going to get attacked and called all kinds of names. My family will be, you know, possibly people will be outside protesting outside of our home. But you know what? I'm now in my 60s, I'm now in my 50s, I'm now in my 40s, I've done well for myself, I'm going to do that. That's the mindset, essentially, you have to have to take on this position. In other words, it would have to be awfully idealistic and selfless in order to to do it. Premise being, just look around, though, in general, and who would you feel like you'd feel good about uh, over the last couple of decades putting St. Louis in the better position? And Kansas City has had it happen, and Kansas City is moving in a great direction. So good for Kansas City. Is a St. Louisan? I'm not mad about Kansas City doing it. I'm mad that we haven't done it. That's what irritates me. Uh, Your thoughts are welcome. 65780, final segment of Balloon Party coming your way. Next, this is 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Final segment of Balloon Party here, 101 ESPN. Jackson, uh, what do we have going on? You have things you need to do. What yes. do you need to do? Yes. First of all, let's give away our... Uh, Cardinal Bud Bash ticket giveaway. Yeah. Who gets it? A uh, gentleman named Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> big fan of the show, but he sent in uh, the He's text about... He's a big fan of the show. He's a big fan of the show, even though he texted in about uh, slide tackling <laughs> people who look like me. <laughs> In mid to southern Missouri. <laughs> so you'll be, you got four tickets to the Cardinal game. So, I mean, all that tells the people the rest of the week is to threaten violence against members of the show, and you get to go to a Cardinal game. Well, if you do it with the, with the right <laughs> verbiage, maybe it'll make me crack up, because it's just the sight of it. Is, of, like, I guess it would be like on a gravel road, and you slide tackle somebody. <laughs> I really like the idea of that. And then I got a little something here coming up on Friday. What do you have? Me What's and the going on here? Me and the 101 crew will be at the Federated Auto Parts Raceway at I-55 this Friday from 4 to 6 p.m., gearing up for the St. Louis Firecracker Faceoff. The world of outlaws, late models, and the dirt car racing summer nationals collide for the inaugural St. Louis Firecracker Faceoff. The St. Louis Firecracker Faceoff taking place Friday and Saturday at the Federated Auto Parts Raceway at I-55. So come out and hang out. Oh, wow. Look at you, Jackson. Yeah. You're a man of the people? Man of the people. That's that's what I do. I go out there, I shake hands, I kiss babies, and I uh, try not to get slide tackled. <laughs> yeah, are you worried that Tyler the slide tackler might be an appearance? I wear, wear my, uh, my shin guards. 
Wow. So Jackson's making a public appearance Friday. I'm just trying to be I'm just trying to be a man of the people. Look at you. I'm All right. To be more there relatable. Uh, yes, I know. After, well, I mean, after your trip stretch. to the Hamptons, yeah. bragging about going to Ledoux. Yeah. I mean so forcing much. forcing the NBA yeah. On the audience. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, there. That's Friday night, and then congratulations to Tyler. <laughs> you have won the Bud Bash ticket giveaway, and we'll be doing it again tomorrow. Four yep. tickets for the Cardinals Absolutely. and Marlins on June twenty eighth. You can find out more at cardinals.com slash promotions. Time for us to shut it down. BK and Ferrario are up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on one hundred and one ESPN. You've been listening to The Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.